0: where the single ladies at your own voice of change today this one is for you welcome to the show it is myself lauren jacobs welcome to cape pulpit and like i said all the single ladies where are you because this show is yours today i'm joined by the incredible author bookie at and she is actually the author of happily whenever after she has not only navigated the challenges that come with being an african lady who's in her 40s still singing. but she's also helped many other single women thrive by having created a community that fosters peer support and a safe space for women who are single who especially from the African perspective in their 40s and her passion is to see people live happy purposeful lives irrespective of their station or their status in life and it was quite interesting because the idea for her book which I love the title, Happily Whenever After. It really actually started and was birthed out of a Facebook series that she did, which was called Diaries of a Mature Single Lady. And uh, she started that in 2013. And then, you know, she got this idea just resonated with so many women about being single and then she decided in 2018 she self-published a book and then republished it in 2022 by Oasis International. Now her book is sold worldwide and you can get it there but what's important about this is not only about the book it's about the message that she has for single women. Now I know that you know for some of us, it seems really strange that we have this reality in the world and especially in the church that people are differentiated by their marital status. And, and I've seen a lot in the church where people are trying to match up singles. You know, a single comes in and you automatically match them up with someone else and this person's single and you match them up. You've got the, the matchmaking aunties, as we always call it, you know, and uh, people delight in matchmaking. And somehow or another, we don't really realize that, Being single is not a condition to be cured or it's not a problem to be solved. It, it's just how life is sometimes we're single and sometimes we're not and and from that perspective i feel that we should be more open to having conversations where we realize that people can thrive individuals men and women can thrive by being and being single and so today bookie is going to be joining me to discuss the messages that she has heard as a single woman and throughout you know her life as a single woman when she was single hearing the messages hearing really hard messages that are like you know you're you are an outcast or you have sin in your life or you cursed and these kind of messages that get perpetuated and also what she has learned what god has revealed to her and that she shares with others about being single and how being single is a blessing and so today bookie is with me and i cannot wait for this conversation because i know it's going to resonate with so many of you so if you have a single friend or a single auntie out there, tell them right now that they must tune in to K-Pulpit because after this bookie is joining and we're going to be touching on all the single ladies. Today I have been saying to you all that it's a very special show because we're going to be touching on something that is very, very important and something that is very, very close to many of our hearts and that is singleness. Singleness. And more specifically, singleness as a woman, singleness as a Christian woman, because obviously there's even differences when we talk about being a single woman and being a single woman, how life is and how you live and the things you hear and the way that you want to live your life. And so today I've brought on an incredible guest and Bookie is joining me, Bookie Adekonye, which I hope I pronounced correctly. So Bookie, welcome to the show. You are just a voice on this conversation conversation. conversation such a a voice of truth on this conversation through your own experience and touch on your book that you've written on this but before we get into it it's so good to have you with me today.
1: Yeah thank you so much Lauren I feel so honored to be here with you thank you for having me on the show and yeah like you rightly said this is a topic that is so close to my heart because it is not um, just something I've heard about or read about it's been my own lived experience so I am so, so excited to be discussing this with you today so thank you so much.
0: Mm, and I think when you say you know it's your own loved experience that makes it special in inverted commas because like you said it's not something you read about or maybe someone you knew was going through it so I thought you would mm-hmm. help them out you know you've traveled this journey. So when mm-hmm. we talk about singleness you know I I often meet many different women um uh, being in women's ministry and working with women who are single. Some have been single for 20 years, some have been single for 15 years, and there's a lot of questions that women have. And so firstly, your journey with singleness, can you let us into your journey a little bit about you know, how it is that you have been single and deciding also then to share your journey in a book and what you learned as well, which is Really phenomenal, quite a big step as well. So what does your journey look like? Like you said, this has been your lived reality. So tell us a bit about your life.
1: Yeah. So again, like everybody, I was born single. I mean, like, you know, it's interesting that, you know, you wake up one day and you suddenly realize you're single. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm yet to meet anybody who was born married, um, but I came to a point in my life where I just suddenly had this overwhelming awareness that I was single. And it, it had to do, it was actually a particular experience when I was in church. And there was, um, you know, this women's group in church where we had a program. And at the end of it, they were talking about the activities. And then they uh, said something about single um, women age 30 and above being. Prince called Princesses. And that was like a reality, reality that hits me so hard because I mean, like, I, I was just a few months to becoming 30. So I was like, oh my goodness, in a couple of months, I'm going to become a princess. Mm-hmm. And that might sound flattering, you know, if you're watching a Disney movie, you see all those beautiful looking princesses and their pink mm. dresses. But when you're 30 years old and you're not married, That is a reminder you do not want to have, as fancy as that name princess sounds. So that kind of puts me in a state of despair because I realized that society was no longer going to see me the same. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was so confusing for me because I'm like, why do I suddenly need a new name? I'll go to bed, you know, on the eve of my 30th birthday, being called Bookie, and the next day I'll wake up being called Princess, you Mm -hmm. know, just so it was that um, experience that woke me up to the reality that things were going to change just because I was turning 30, I was um, not married, and this was over a decade ago. And the other part to it was just um, suddenly um, the, the realization that I was losing a whole lot, you know, some of my friends, because um, my friends, some people got married and they felt like they no longer belonged to the same class as you as you and somebody told me point blank I can't be friends with you any longer because people won't respect me you know so it was um a place of you know just identity crisis suddenly not knowing who I was any longer a a place of feeling rejection a place of feeling you know having to start isolating and uh, for me that kind of really defined things differently for me and it also brought me to a place of conflict because I felt, okay, people are not going to respect me any longer because I'm not married. Um, but I can do something about it. I can um, just to make them respect me by becoming successful. So that um, sets me on another path where I was striving so hard to prove myself. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to make it A lot of money. I just wanted to command society's attention in a way that they would no longer look down on me, Hmm. and that sets me on a, you know, on a different trajectory. And um, then suddenly, I think that I came full circle. I had a whole lot of questions. Um, I started to ask God questions. I started to do a whole lot of research on what it means to be a single person. is Are there even people in the Bible? What's the relevance of a single woman, even in the Bible? And that was so eye-opening for me. And suddenly I started to realize my worth in God. And that defined my identity for me. And I realized I no longer needed to prove a point to anybody. And I think... I no longer needed to prove a point to anybody. And that just um, brought me to that place of contentment where I can share my story and also support other single women who are going through similar journeys as myself.
0: Hmm. Sure. It's so incredible to me as well to to hear that we as society and even as the church defines people according to whether you're married or whether you're not married Now, maybe there are people listening who would say, yes, but, you know, that is how it is. Also, if you're divorced, then you're really different, you know, then people treat you in a whole different way as well. And I've heard Christian women who are single say to me as well that sometimes people, and especially couples and in the church as well, see single women as almost like a threat. You know, you don't invite them to things because... They yeah. kind of are a threat to married couples or the relationships yeah. around them. Is oh. that true that that does happen and that uh, sometimes single women are perceived as as a threat to to married couples or relationships? And isn't that quite a sad thing that we would then see that as a reality?
1: Oh yeah! Oh my goodness, you just hit the nail no on the head because I've had those. I mean, like, I've had those experiences myself. Uh, I remember when one of my very close friends and Priya partner was, you know, told me she got engaged. And then she asked, you know, the next question she asked was really very strange. She said, are you jealous? And oh. I'm like, jealous? No. Why should I be jealous? And um, I I didn't get invited to the wedding. Like, everybody else, you know, got invited except me and mm. um over and over you know you even hear people who advise other single ladies not to associate with you because you would jinx them and um married people who just don't want it to be around them because they feel like you might snatch their husband mm. or even their husband who think you're promiscuous and then you would um you know lead their our uh, wives are straight, so they're or give them bad advice or just be a very bad influence around them. And so there is a whole lot of um you know, misconceptions, labels, stigmas that come with being a single lady. I mean, mm-hmm. like everybody believes when a marriage is not working, there's a single woman somewhere causing havoc, you know, who's a distraction. Mm-hmm. To. So it's a whole lot of, um, you know, these things that we have to deal with. And um, that in a lot of way can affect your own self-esteem or your perception of yourself and you know if you're not also not careful there's a tendency for you to just be very angry and I I, I come across a whole lot of single women who are angry and it's because of the way society has labeled them mm-hmm. or defined them or, or you know just um, you know they've they become almost like a pariah and are not welcome within certain circles are seen as their own families as an embarrassment uh you know so there's a whole lot of this you know emotions going on with a, sing- a single lady just because of all these experiences that you have described and yeah I can tell you first and it's also been something that I've experienced personally. Mm. Well,
0: wow, thank you for sharing that and for shining a light on this because it's so true and well it's it, it's a challenge to people as well and to everybody that's listening today to to really think of how do you actually treat single people around and within your circle what mm-hmm. how do you actually see single women and i'm sure single men as well can probably attest to d- being treated differently as well but mm-hmm. it's it's so it seems crazy that we that we do this And I was watching a movie recently on Netflix, just a very lighthearted movie where it was situated in an Indian family and this Indian family was always trying to get their single daughter, you know, to uh, meet somebody, you know, the whole thing was about, you know, we're not going to be ashamed because you're not married, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like we look at it from a comedy perspective and it, it seemed quite funny, but it's actually the reality that many women live with that, and your family is also could feel a certain way or feel like, oh, there's something wrong with you, or maybe you're mm-hmm. too picky. You know, you're just actually, you're too like you're looking for Prince Charming and he doesn't exist. So you need to lower your standard, or you need mm-hmm. to, you know, stop being like this. What have you found have been your personal biggest obstacles when it's come to? Just having that fulfillment of your identity in Christ as a single woman, and that's his journey for you. What have been some of the obstacles that you've had to face, family, society, church, in different ways, and that you've had to overcome?
1: Oh, I mean, that's um really, I kind of feel like that's it. That's like a chapter in my book. And mm. the title of that chapter is um, why are you still single? And this is the question you will get asked every time you step out of your house. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a stranger on the street. It's going to be a colleague at work. It's going to be somebody in church. You know, those church aunties that just want to be married, (laughs) by all means, it's going to be your family members. I've heard people say to me, uh, people get like, um, you know, somebody say, I know somebody who's been married three times. Why is it hard for you to be married once? Yeah. And you hear people who say, you know, you're too picky. Some people think you're jinxed, you know, you have an evil spirit, you need to go for deliverance. And, oh. you know, like there should be never be a moment of joy in your life. Uh, you know, people will say you ought to by now go get your head washed in the village or go to a prophet or you you ought not to ever have a moment of, you know, joy you should be in church every night for a vigil just so that the caster, whatever demon is in you. Mm. So it's a whole, it's a plethora of, um, you know, um, com- what people will say to you, what, because, it, you know, they want it to make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why are you not married? There are, um, you know, many men out there, they would say, well, you know, probably you're too picky. you, 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 you you're unrealistic, you have very unrealistic standards. Or some people just believe you're bad behaved and that's the reason why nobody wants to marry you. Mm. Some people believe you're probably, you've done something in your past and you're paying for your sins. And so there is just, you know, I've been in church circles or some um, maybe groups, my maybe, you know, units where I serve in church and then I probably am the only person who's not married and then people don't take you seriously mm. and so you know there are some posts there are some positions you cannot hold in church because you're you're yeah. not married even the workplace even in society you know your neighborhood people don't respect you as much because again a woman is saying, again our society which is um the african society and I, my book speak specifically to that culture Mm -hmm. a woman is because the society itself is patriarchal uh, oftentimes and in some cultures a woman is seen as the property of a man and so if you don't belong to a man then you're you're you don't have an identity and so it's um it's it's just it's just so odd you know people cannot process it they cannot yeah. see the reason why as a single a woman you're not married and so that also you know your family sometimes it's a whole lot of ex- you know embarrassment and sometimes they will tell you oh i have been at everybody's wedding you know somebody you know i've attended uh, my friends children's wedding it's my own son i also have a right to be able to call people together to to have a you know wedding for my own child so mm. those are the kinds of um pressure that you you're confronted with and i find a whole lot of women just cave in you know mm. and, um either they just go get married at all costs If they just go with whoever comes along and then they end up miserable some of them end up in body bags you know because yeah they just get into abusive marriages that really should not have happened and some of the marriages just don't last and some people because just because I mean you cannot you don't have a control over who marries you Mm. or if somebody decides to marry you. So I know people who have lived very miserable lives as single women. They are you know, depressed. I know I know somebody who, you know, a friend who died and I suspect suicide and I know she was always so depressed about the fact that she was single. Mm. So it's um, a whole lot of obstacles, you know, a whole lot of um, things that single women have to deal with. And a lot of this is just things that are thrown at us by society, thrown by us, by the church, you know, which is quite mm. unfortunate because the church is where we're supposed to go um to get um support to get soul to find solace to find identity in God, but the church also being an agent of socialization hmm. um so wrongly interprets that role at times and I've, you know gets influenced by you know culture and that you know culture that demands that a woman has to be married at a certain age hmm.
0: There were so, so, so many challenges, so many challenges, and I find it sad what you were saying as well about the friend who passed away and, you know, her sadness about being single, and so, so many challenges, and then also so many kind of inherited beliefs that individuals have that maybe will pass down from generation to generation going, why is this lady single? And sure, there must be something wrong with you, you know. And I think with that, I think it's just something that we need to also think about. And like you said, your book and the experience that you're sharing is for the African culture and for that, which we take on. But there's also things that we can learn, even if we don't come from that perspective. And I think we're going to take a moment. We're going to have a quick song break just to reflect on, you know, I want to challenge the listeners those that are listening to us to think what is your way of speaking or thinking about people around you that are single you know maybe in your family in your church and and are you at that place where you treat everybody the same and equal or do you kind of also feel uncomfortable around single relatives especially single women what is your feeling so i want to leave you with that thought as we go to a song break but don't go anywhere because bookie is still with me after this It's Voice of Change and I hope that you have been here right from the beginning because I've been having a wonderful conversation with Bookie who has written an incredible book about being a single woman and before the song break we were talking about some of the obstacles that she has experienced but also that she has seen in the lives of others and clearly and we need to be honest that it's very, very eye-opening and it's It's also something that we see around us. And we need to be honest about the fact that often our friends could be in this space as well of they're single, but also they could be struggling and maybe they don't speak about it as much, but we need to be sensitive to people who are in that space. And of course, singleness also brings with it sometimes a thought of, is there something wrong with me? And I had somebody ask that, to me just last week. They were saying, well, they've been single for quite some time and they're beginning to think, is there something wrong with them? And uh, is, is maybe, are they too much or are they too little? And there's this ongoing question of, you know, aren't I good enough? Uh, you know, and the loneliness that creeps in with that. And so Bookie, I wanted to ask you, you know, how did you get to a place of fulfillment or contentment as a single woman? And that, I think, is a question filled with hope. What was the hope and the journey that you have been on? How did you find that contentment?
1: Um, I would say that this, um, for me, came as a result of just really having um, conversations, first of all, with myself and then with God. And then also just really, you know, looking into the Bible Um, right after I turned 30 I think that year that I turned 30 was a year of doing a whole lot of um, soul searching and the years that follow and um, I remember one of the first things I did when I started I started journaling about my single life you know and I because I felt my life was so uneventful you know I felt like it was just um work to church back home. But the moment I started to journal, I realized there was a whole lot going on in my life that I had not paid attention to. And that was inspiring for me. And secondly, also looking into the Bible, I remember when I was going to, I, I was writing like a diaries, or it's called the diaries of a mature single lady. I was invited to write that by Christian group on Facebook and the first thing I did was I I started because in my mind I already had the mindset that um, you know women forest starts and the Bible didn't even have any relevance outside of being somebody's wife or somebody's daughter so I did not you know so I felt like a single woman would definitely you know not have any significance. But mm-hmm. the moment I thought about that, then the Holy Spirit had to show me women in the Bible that had so much significance. Women like Mary, the mother of Jesus, you mm-hmm. know, she was single when the angel met and, and spoke with her. Then I saw Esther, who got used to save a whole nation. I saw Rebecca, who, you know, God used to be uh, the mother of the nation Israel. I saw Ruth, who was single at the time, you know, that she came to the limelight in the Bible. I saw people like Rehab. I saw Hannah, who uh, had been married, but, you know, was now single again. I saw the daughters of Selah Fairhard, and these Mm. women started to inspire me. And what that did to me, again, was make me realize that God actually has a plan for single women, there was a place, even if the, you know, society said otherwise, it was very clear that God had a place for single women Mm. in his plans and his agenda. And secondly, also realizing that singleness is a gift. You know, Mm. uh, I looked at at the um, dictionary, dictionary, dictionary definition of being single, you know, the state of being single, and I was surprised to find that it said that single means wholeness. It means completeness. Mm. You know, it means being unfragmented. And I realized that I had, you know, people had a different notion. They felt when you're single, your life is not complete, you, you know. And I realized that was actually, you know, not true. And I'm also reading, reading, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, when Paul started to talk about singleness as a gift. Hmm. Just in the same way that um, the Bible talks about ministry gifts, the gift of administration, hospitality. For Paul, Paul saw singleness as a gift that he used to fulfill God's purpose. He was able to accomplish all that he did because he was single. And, you know, over and over, he kept saying where God has placed you remain there. And, you know, that what we mean, it doesn't mean don't get married. It means to to, um, to thrive, hmm. you know, to thrive where you are, to be established there, to be fruitful, to be planted. So I realized that my singleness was a gift. And then I started to use that to also, you know, uh, as a part of conversations with a single woman to let them realize your life counts as a single woman. Mm. So I think that was it that helped me to shape, to shape my perspective and also helped me to find the right identity, you know, find my identity in God. Mm.
0: I love that. I read a book, it uh, was quite some time ago, uh, it was focusing on the words spoken by women in the Bible. And the lady that wrote the book was really wanting to know how many words in the Bible were spoken by women you know when people spoke and she made she it was just a really deep book and really deep study that they did but they found that the most words spoken by certain women in the bible were spoken by a single woman and it showed that single woman had such a strong voice in the bible and were so used so powerfully by god and they spoke the most the most recorded words from woman in the Bible is actually spoken by single women, And uh, I think that that just turns that whole notion onto its head that, you know, that women who are single, you know, didn't have relevance in the Bible or because some people have taught that, like, no, those women, they weren't important or they were seen as outcasts I don't believe that it was like that when we begin to explore that ancient culture to see that actually it wasn't like that. And single women were incredibly, you know, working in in the ministry of Jesus himself, being with him and and uh, providing for his ministry even. And it was just such a, a beautiful, beautiful way that I began to understand it as well. And so coming to that place of contentment and fulfillment for you has really been such an incredible journey and has blessed the world with your book as well, which we're going to touch on. But before I do that, I wanted to to ask you, you know, if, if maybe there is somebody that's listening today, maybe, you know, a single woman who is, you know, struggling with loneliness because they are single and are saying, you know what, I get all of this, but I also just long and yearn to meet somebody, have a companion in life you know, do life with somebody, what kind of encouragement or message would you give to that woman who's listening today?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I think I have a few things I would like to say to single women who are just feeling in that place that you've described. First of all, I would say resist the pressure to be unhappy. Honestly, society will want you to be unhappy. Like, they, they feel like... Probably, I mean, like for some people, if they were in your shoes, they would be unhappy. So they do not, you know, single. Singleness is associated with doom, and mm. um, you know, by myself, like I started sharing my own story of how I was having a good life, and suddenly I realized I wasn't supposed to be happy because I was single. So the first thing I would say: resist the pressure to be unhappy. Secondly, I would say find community. We were not born or created for isolation. So find the you know right kind of people with um who share similar values as yourself, and you know get yourself in there. To to be able to be a blessing and also be blessed by them. Then I would say pursue purpose. Don't put your life on hold, which is what we are told. We are told as a single woman, you know, for example, I was told by a relative, you should not buy a car, you should not own a house. That will um drive suitors away. They will think that you're too much. But that's all oh. a lie. Um so. So go build new skills if you have to. Use your skills, use your talent to serve God, because God, um, the ultimately God, God um, purpose, God's pl- glory is revealed when you're fully, uh, when you're fulfilling purpose. And then I would say find what makes you happy. Do do fun things. You know, find hobbies. Find um, go new places. Travel if you have to. Um. Just do things that make you happy. And then last but not least, I would say seek God. And, you know, it's a great time to just build your relationship with God. Um, if I may have one more thing to read, don't wait until marriage happens to be happy. Just right where you are, just go and start living your best life.
0: Mm. Amen and amen. <laughs> I love that. Just go and start living your best life. I think that society itself and even you know, within Christian circles, we have done a huge disadvantage uh, and a huge, I think, almost... A bad thing, for lack of a better word, to differentiate people between whether they're married or not married and seeing people differently, depending on, you know, their marital status. And I just really, really believe I've even met a lot of divorced women. And that's another topic of conversation who really are stigmatized in society mm-hmm. because of that, and and especially in the church. Uh, and we need to do better as, as, you know, Jesus's followers, we really need to do better. And um, Bookie, your book is available here in South Africa. It is distributed here. So tell us a bit about your book and where people can get it, uh, if you know where people can get it. And also, you know, the title and everything like that, because it is just such an inspiring book. And I believe that single people will benefit from getting a copy. So tell us a bit about it.
1: Mm-hmm. so the title of the book is happily whenever after and it's just a spin on the you know happily ever after that suggests that um happiness starts to happen only after you get married mm-hmm. and it's saying um you can be happy now don't wait until marriage happens and so the book um, um again it addresses you know helps you to overcome the challenge the stigma that comes with being single um it's my own experience and the experience of other women uh interviewed you know a whole lot of women across con- different different countries and some of them never been married some of them who are singled single again some you know so it's um quite robust it's a very robust conversation mm-hmm. and um it's practical it's down to earth it's um touches on really very practical topics like overcoming pressure, you know, building your career, managing your finance, managing sexual desire, building an intimate relationship with God, and even touches on the option of motherhood, if that is something that you're considering as a single woman. Mm-hmm. And the book, yes, like you rightly said, it's available in South Africa. Um, I think it is um, available at the Scripture Union bookstore. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that. I think, um, in I'm not sure if it's Cape Town only or if it's nationwide, but it's also at, available on Take a lot. I believe that's an mm. online store where you can shop. Yeah. Um, it's also available at Christian Book Discounters and also Amazon.com, so it's happily whenever after. Uh, it's a green cover, there's an old edition and there's a new one, so the newer edition is the green cover with my picture on it, so you wouldn't mm. miss it. Um, yeah, so definitely get a, a copy. It's also very practical uh, in terms of at the end of every chapter, there is some reflection questions, there is um, some uh, action steps, you know, you're supposed to take, there's some scriptural backing or foundation for the topic of each chapter. So I believe it's going to be such a blessing. And I encourage that you go for, get your own copy.
0: Now you have all the details and no excuse to grab a copy of the book. Bookie, I want to say thank you so much for being with me today. It's been such a blessing. Thank you for sharing your story and letting us into your journey. And I just wish nothing but God's best for you. So thank you so much for being here today.
1: Aaron, it's been such a, a privilege, a pleasure. I enjoyed every moment of it. And I'm, I'm so grateful for you for sharing this platform, extending this platform to me.
0: It's such a pleasure and take care
1: you too take care
0: i hope that you have found today's show inspiring as well as challenging which is always good because we need to be challenged we need to be challenged to how we think about many things especially in our faith communities and like i said at the start of the show we are often in a situation where we are pairing up singles or where we are calling out people we have you know marriage courses and we have marriage conferences and we don't realize that being single is actually and can be as bookie shared with us a great blessing and even paul speaks about it and yes like i said and it's it's very interesting that the most vocal women, whose voices were most heard in the bible were actually single women and it's Lindsay hardin freeman who wrote the book a really in-depth research study if you're interested in that Of the woman who spoke in the Bible And I was really astounded a couple of years ago When I first got the book to read Who were the women who spoke the most And actually on the flip side We also see that one of the women Who actually spoke the most in the Bible Is the Song of Songs woman And you might find that interesting Just how alive and how vibrant And how vocal she really was uh, Even in that relationship that she was in And I think that speaks to our power as women as well and we also have of course mary who the mother of jesus who was one of the most vocal women and also just a little tidbit in there deborah uh, is such an incredible woman one of the only women, or the only woman should i say in the bible called both prophet and judge and there's only one other person in the whole bible who fulfilled that role of prophet and judge that was samuel but deborah we now see as we go into the ancient culture into the text as well and in the language that Deborah might not have actually been married because the words don't actually mean wife and so we have all these different contexts of all these women who were speaking think about the women who followed Jesus and how they provided for him from their ministry like from what they had to his ministry and Mary Magdalene and we have Susanna and we have these women that were following around and it's just so beautiful to consider that Being single is a blessing. It's not a curse. You are not a curse. Please don't take that on board yourself. If you've ever heard that, like there's something wrong with you or you begin to doubt your self-worth and your value, your beauty, none of this is true. Uh, I pray that God will reveal his purpose for you in this time if you find yourself here. And that also, you know, God will just restore anything that has been taken from you through people's words and actions against your life. And so thank you so much for being with me. It's been a real blessing to you, my beautiful listeners, may God just richly bless you, keep you, make His beautiful face shine upon you and bless you with all of the peace that you need over the next coming week. Take care and see you then. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to
1: 9 a.m.,